Welcome back, y'all, to episode 105 of the Zachary Wingate Podcast, where we go 365 days, bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short-form podcast, bringing you information within a 15 to 25-minute segment. Nothing is off the table, and my intention is to inform as well as entertain So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. A lot going on today. Wow. You know, it's like amazing. I've been kind of following Google Trends and just seeing how things go with the emotions of data and how people react to searches and going from there. But I have a couple things I want to talk about. First of all, sports-related. Ecuador beat Qatar, okay, by 2-0 was the first ever that an opening country has lost the World Cup. Pretty breaking news. Um, Qatar did not score any goals, and it was quite an interesting game to see Ecuador do so well. They have a sneaky team. They placed fourth within South America of the conference whenever qualifying for the World Cup, and they looked strong, and Qatar really looked like they did not have a feel for the game. So, Really interesting to see how that happened. It's interesting to me because while I was in Ecuador, I actually met with the Qatar ambassador, smoked some cigarettes with him, or not the Qatar ambassador, a representative. So it's really interesting to see that, to see the game. The thing is about Qatar is it's the second flattest country in the world. Um, they're also super into falconry, which is a sport. So that's really interesting. So they don't really have like the, the, the depth of athletes. You look at Ecuador, they have a lot of athletes there, and they also train in really high altitude so that was we'll see what happens on that game next my wife and I did do well in the Razorback game I had so many layers on I had two pairs of socks I had my sweatpants I had my jeans I had my boots then I had on a t-shirt a long sleeve a sweatshirt a vest a jacket a poncho a hat and gloves and let me tell you I like this poncho Mexican blanket style and that thing was phenomenal. Kept me really warm. Natalie did well. And Arkansas ended up crushing Old Miss. So it was a great game to watch. Ended up the the score ended up being about forty two to I think twenty seven, which allows us to be bowl eligible here in Arkansas. So that's a really big step in the next direction. So let's go ahead and get into them daily Google trends. Kind of starting off with the news today. Gives us an idea of what's going on within the world. Um, unfortunately, something really sad. You know, obviously, there's been a lot of sad and tragic things that have happened. Jason David Frank passed away, one of the original, I think, Green Rangers. Unfortunately, there was a Colorado shooting in Colorado Springs at an LGBT club. And it was really tragic that five were killed. You know, our thoughts and prayers go out to the families as they deal with that. You know, it's, it's just it's just really tragic to see those types of attacks. Eagles, um, looking at the Eagles sports history, kind of Eagles ended up getting crushed. Oh, they came back. My bad. Eagles ended up being the Colts. You know, I thought when I was watching before, I thought they won. Um, Kind of always, I'm low-key rooting for Jeff Saturdays to crush everybody. Um, Looking into a couple different things, we have sports-related. We have the Bengals. Um, Going into the Bengals breakdown with the Steelers. We have the Patriots looking into that. Obviously, with it being a football Saturday, um, kind of getting into Marcus Jones 
returns punter for the fourth straight win over the Jets. Wow. Um, you have, obviously, the call. The Cowboys destroying the Vikings. Then you have the USA versus Wales on Monday, which is going to be a really interesting game. I'm looking forward to that. Like, the World Cup has never happened at this time of year. And it's because of COVID. Usually it happens during the um, summertime. So it's going to be really interesting, like, potentially watching World Cup as you eat turkey. And then the number 11th is the Washington Commanders. So currently right now, if you look at really what's being searched on this Sunday, the majority of it is football and tragedy. Those are the two things that are being searched on Google, sports-related. Okay. So I kind of also, I'm still kind of covering this FTX story as it unfolds. I have the one and only Jordan Belford's interview he did with Fox Business kind of breaking down FTX and kind of his thoughts. And I'm going to go ahead and play it. I thought he did a really good job of explaining what I've explained before, but hearing it through him, you know, will help others who aren't quite understanding how FTX is working or what they originally were doing. Joining me right now is the Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort, to weigh in. Jordan, it's great to see you again. Thanks very much for being here. How do you see the FTX collapse? Well, first of all, I think there's some misconceptions here about FTX. People are referring to it as an exchange, but it's not an exchange. I mean, it's, it's a, like a brokerage firm or a bank that was holding customers' monies, and they were basically siphoning it off. He was using it his own personal piggy bank, Sam Bankman-Fried. So people deposit their money in FTX because they want to trade, like any brokerage firm. It would be the equivalent of, like, you going to J.P. Morgan, right, you know, to, and, and to Chase, right? And you deposit your money in your Chase bank account, and then you find out that actually Jamie Dimon has been taking your money personally and going to Las Vegas and gambling on the weekends because, you know, your money, his money, what's the difference? So that's what was really happening. He was just using all of these funds that people were depositing in the brokerage firm, FTX, which is really a brokerage firm, and then using it as his own personal piggy bank. They bought condos, whatever else they bought. They're gambling on wild derivative trading, right? So they're leveraging to the hilt. So had to end badly and it was definitely a fraud from the start i honestly think that is like one of the best ways to depict what was happening and he talks a little bit more about how they were able to make so much money and go from there with the arbitrage which happened with Korea, which i've talked about before and that's really what they leveraged but so many people put money in under this assumption and they really didn't do a really good job so Story's getting crazier and crazier. This whole sex thing now between the couples. It's just, when does it end? So FTX is still in the news, but I just wanted to really bring you that story. So with the intention of if you're at a party or if people bring it up or if you can talk about it, that's that's essentially all you need to know. I mean, that in the arbitrage and kind of the impact of the rich, but it's like so crazy how... Some people within the rich are are just unapologetic for what they've done. And within this, it's going to be crazy to see what happens. I mean, you have Chinese government. You have everybody and their brother and sister putting money into it. I watched a show. It was tragic where, where grandpa put all of his money into it. And he's going to leverage that money to help his kid in college. So it's a crazy story. But I just want to help you cover that. Remember, the intention of this podcast is to make sure you can walk into a party and talk about the facts if you have to. The next story that's coming out that's really tragic and, you know, it's just another sad story or just a story about Chris Hemsworth, the who plays Thor. 
Um, apparently, he has been tested positive for a rare condition that increases the risk of Alzheimer's. He's 39, and he's kind of stepping back from acting. So we're really not going to see him acting as much as he used to because he really wants to take time and effort and put it into his family. And, you know, that is something in itself that's pretty intense. Um, you know, it's intense, and it's like, you know, obviously, you know, my father had Alzheimer's, and, you know, it's something that it does create the ability for you not to remember and to miss out in conversations. And, you know, he's taking time to spend time with his friends and his family. So we hope we get a, he gets the most out of that. So, I mean, you know, just a lot of hard-hitting stuff here on Sunday. Um, kind of leaving out with some light information. So I don't know if you guys ever remember the movie Tombstone. It was a phenomenal Western. Um, it had, I think it really had some great actors of the 90s so i think just kind of sometimes that you do get nostalgic about these kind of older movies but you had val kinnamore kurt russell sam elliott and you had bill paxton r.i.p and what's really interesting about those four is within this story the director made them grow their original mustaches and they have some epic mustaches and like when you look at them you're like dang you know so it's something where it's like if you could grow a mustache like that and just let it hang, you'd be you'd be straight, you'd be ready. Yeah, and it's like Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow out here repping screen. Okay, so kind of getting into it, that's really I have all I for this Sunday. You know, um, I, you know, I'm really just kind of at this point where I'm like, is this an entertaining podcast or is it a podcast where I kind of just bring the news and the facts within 15 minutes? Make sure you have all the information you need, kind of to start your day to move out through it and then provide you with conversational pieces. You know, I think what I've used podcasts before is when people are talking about certain things and I've heard something about it, I can kind of maintain the conversation or understand what's tracking. And I'm really trying to figure out is, is the news relevant? Is what's going on relevant? Or is it more of a personality podcast where I talk about what I'm dealing with daily? You know, I do like to about talk about facts because too now it's like when people talk to me about stuff, I have a pretty good understanding of it just from doing the research and just giving an overview of what it is. Um, but, you know, sometimes in life, you know, it's just, it's interesting. You know, I think now too, as I turn 36 and I face, you know, I'm looking at 40 as my next age milestone. It's, it's really interesting how like your mind changes what you want to get out of things and how you want to kind of leave a legacy. So I'm happy I'm doing this podcast, you know, right now, uh, Natalie and I are living like a little bit of a bohemian lifestyle of living in multiple places. I think I'm probably in the last month I've lived in over 15 different places. Um, and it's been interesting to kind of get in a routine through those, through those movements. And the podcast has kind of allowed me to anchor in a little bit into my day, but I'm really looking forward to the moment where I can spend about three to four hours, have my own process set up where I'm doing the research, providing the information. And I think with the 365 podcast, I'll get there. I think the podcast has gotten better and I've understood kind of what people want to hear more, but any feedback is helpful, you know, and I just want to say I appreciate it and I will speak with you guys tomorrow. Welcome back y'all to episode 105 of the Zachary Wingate podcast, where we go 365 days bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. 
The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast, informing as well as entertaining you. So sit back, relax and listen and enjoy the show. Today we're going to be covering a pretty heavy topic and it's something that I've been tracking but I kind of died deep within the last few weeks on it. And it's going over what happened in Iran this September with Masa Amini. Masa Amini, she is, she was Kurdish, she was 22 years old, and she was going out for any normal day. As a result of the impact of the new laws that were implemented within Iran on October 15th by the morality police, These laws indicated that a woman's head must be covered by a hijab and not allowing any loose hair. The concept of the hijab really comes from the Quran, indicating the importance of modesty of women. Masa Amini would step out of her home September 16th and be apprehended by the morality police of Iran. The morality police of Iran have been known to be very strict on what's being said and done for females. The enforcement of the hijab is something that is very important and it's a result of is a result of the president this time, Ribahim Rasim. Now he is considered to be an ultra cleric and he dates back to having a lot of influence with the Iran government. Um, he initially created the enforcement from the morality police on August 15, 2022. This enforcement would indicate, like I was saying, the importance of hijab. Although this is a combination of 40 years of um, Sharia law implemented within the Sufi culture, Masa Amini would be the flashpoint that invoked and created a lot of unrest within Iran. Some are even saying that the unrest, unrest, the civil unrest that's currently facing Iran is equivalent and more than what happened during 1979. This created the Iranian revolution of 1979. So Masa Amini is the woman who sparked that. Now, there's a lot of allegations coming out about what happened and a lot of footage. There are multiple reasons why this is such a fascinating case, very tragic case, and all the indicators and influencers, social media, etc., social unrest, kind of cooking and making the perfect melting pot for this flashpoint to erupt. Masa Amini now, her death sparked a lot of civil unrest and revolution currently within Iran, and you know, during her funeral, you know, kind of created that unrest. And what happened is hundreds of people, hundreds of women went to her funeral and in protest took off their hijabs and started cutting off their hair. Um, It's very emotional to see this. But as a result of these movements, there have been multiple things, multiple civil arrests happening within Iran at a really high number. Um... And the different indicators that are going on is that, you know, the government has shut down all social media, no communication. And this is something that is currently happening now. And as a result of the Arab Spring, 
which was really prompted on Twitter. One of the first things that happened during one of these civil unrests is to cut down social media. And it also is not allowing Western media in. Um, the United States government and Iran do not talk. There's no Western media currently in Iran. So the stories that are coming out are ones that are really being trickled in through different avenues of the media um, and different aspects of it. A lot of correspondence, a lot of gauging what's happening on social media, you know, in, you know, social apps like TikTok and Twitter kind of providing it. So it's been it's those are one of the really interesting things about it. But from what's happened is, you know, this has prompted so much outrest. If we're kind of looking at it right now, some of the figures, a lot of watchdog figures have indicated there's been at least 16,000 different protesters going on within Iran. And currently, you know, there's been about 520 students arrested. There's been 140 universities that have seen protests done. And currently what's happening, too, is there's a lot of murders. There's a lot of killing going on within the government and a lot of things that are transpiring. One of them actually, and it's becoming more global and A big thing that happened today, actually, was the Iranian soccer team did not sing the national anthem as they played England, and they would lose six to two. They were they were standing in protest of what's going on with Iran, and we've never seen anything like this. You know, the government is so powerful, and to see these kind of things happening at this rate is something that is just preposterous. You know, and that's why it's really interesting that to to look into what's going on. And if we look kind of at the updates of what's of what has been happening, when I look through um, the Critical Threat website, they've been covering a multitude of the attacks that are going on. And some of the the key things that take away is that you know certain commands, um, the IRA, the protest movements are really being exacerbated by the people they are at a point where they're so galvanized as a result of Masa Amini that they are now going in and knocking off people's turbans so as as a defiance of the Iranian culture they're knocking off people's turbans their hats covers Women are cutting their hair off in the street. Men are shaving their heads. The protesters are even even creating one of the first incidents of the first Ayatollah in Iran. His house was converted to a museum. They burned it down. I mean, the numbers for who has been killed at this point is really difficult to say. We have a lot of watchdog organizations going in and, and really focusing on those numbers. I mean, we're looking at some numbers right now that go to at least 342 people have been killed in this incident. I mean, that's according to the Oslo-based Iranian Human Rights Organization. And some of it has been children, 43 children and 26 women from security forces. Some people even say 400. So... As of November 19th, 402 protesters have been murdered as a result of standing up in defiance for not wearing these jobs, having freedom within the culture, um, you know, 
And I hate to get a little bit preachy, but when you think about you could be killed for showing your hair as a woman, I mean, it really puts a lot of things in perspective about where we are currently and where they, you know, where the United States, you know, when you think about the importance of freedom um, and how that can just to not take it, take it for granted. Like I'm reading this and I'm just really stunned that these kind of things are happening and women are being killed just because they're not covering their hair. The, the government, the government is putting out means for morality police to tell women how they need to dress based on modesty within the Quran, which can be interpreted any way. You know, looking through some of the scriptures, it doesn't say that they need to be killed for it, but modesty is important. And the women are still wearing their hijabs, or they were, they just weren't, you know, sometimes their hair would be showing. So we're looking at kind of, you know, different people. You know, we're looking at 58 children, you know, ages between the, you know, 11 to 18 you know, in protest for what happened. And I think that the importance of this story is it's getting out there. And I really wanted to cover it because we're just not getting a lot of information, on my opinion, in a lot of media forums. Um, and, and it's like, you know, this isn't going away. And one thing about, like, looking at the information, looking at things online, there's so much intensity in the Iranian people's eyes when they are at these protests, you know, they, they, and it looks like they are not backing down, you know, and it's like, they can't really be scared is the point I'm trying to make, because I think they're honestly saying enough is enough. And it kind of like reminds me of, you know, I've only interacted with this a couple times. Um, but it also brings up a documentary I once about a basketball player in Iran and it was so interesting because the men sat on one side of the court and the women sat on the other. And the women were just generally curious about like everyday life in America, and but they had to hide everything or they could be potentially be, you know, like beaten or put in jail for just being curious, like a normal everyday thing, you know. And you're looking at, you know, these murders as the government literally shooting into protests, you know, and as a result of it, too, another thing that's happened within the last hour is the Iranian government now is going into different Kurdish villages, different Kurdish citizens, cities, blowing them up, all right, shutting off the power, going in, shooting, and and just resulting in pure chaos. So right now there's been a, a crackdown in the Kurdish town of Manabab. Now, Kurd, Kurds, you know, obviously, unfortunately, don't have their own country. They're considered nomadic people. There's probably roughly about 24 million in the whole world that are scattered out of multiple countries within the Middle East. And Iran has a Kurdish population. Um, like I was saying before, I mean, a mom, she was actually Kurdish. So it's kind of going into it now. And a lot of these protests are being spawned by it. But there's several images of just military crackdown within within these areas. And, you know, you want to talk about human rights violations. I mean, there's not even anything that are being done in the Democratic Party of the Iranian Kurdish has been, you know, targeted. I mean, you have missile drone strikes. You have 
them literally going in and striking civilians, okay? Because there's considered to be around 10 million Kurds that actually live in Iran. Um, and the Kurdish people are really interesting, you know, studying them before and looking at kind of what they were able to do in... <laughs> I mean, that's actually a protest that come up that's coming to the crackdown in Iran is Kurds can fight. I mean, the Kurdish women are tough. And that was really seen within Iran as well. So I really think that this case is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in Iran. And we really need to be mindful of it because, you know, this, I mean, could completely change how or what is going on in Iran, you know. And it might not be the end of it. You know, you're, you're having impacts of the culture. You're having impacts on women. And a big indicator of you know, you're having impacts on sports. You're looking at the soccer club. I mean, this isn't over yet, and it's really just beginning, okay? And it's all starting with the hijab, being told how to wear your clothes, how to be presented within public, and how there's a modest police set up to dictate that. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. My intention was to inform you the best I could on this topic because I feel like it's one that is important and relevant in our current day and age. And we need to be aware of what's going on with this world and is in human rights. I mean, it's really tragic what this case is doing. But, you know, the Iranian people have a strong spirit and they're going to continue to keep fighting. Thank you for listening tonight and we'll talk with you tomorrow. And I'm going to leave you with a recording. Thank you to see. Police firing in the streets. Women cutting their hair, burning hijabs in rage, students' demonstrations. People have taken to the streets across Iran, angry at the government after a woman died while in police custody. The BBC has been tracking and analysing hundreds of videos, mapping the unprecedented spread of this protest movement. The Iranian government has tried to shut down internet access.